What is up? Today, we are talking about your brand and whether you have an established business or you're just getting started, it is never too early to clarify your brand identity. So today, I'm going to talk about five of the biggest mistakes people just starting out or even big brands are making when it comes to brand identity. Your brand is so much more than just a logo. It's a collection of things that make people feel a certain way. And it's feelings that motivate actions. The way we feel about a product, service, or offer is what makes us buy. Of course, we're looking at features and benefits. Of course, we're looking at those things. But when so many companies, so many products, so many services offer the same features and benefits, we have to ask ourselves, what is it about this particular brand that makes me feel something? Because it's that feeling that motivates consumers to buy. And the stronger that feeling, the more that customer is willing to spend and the more loyal they are to your brand. Remember, the hardest thing you're ever going to do in business is find a customer. Once you find that customer, it's your obligation and it makes life so much easier for you and so much more lucrative and profitable and rewarding when you can maintain their loyalty. And one of the ways we do that is with branding. Now, I'm super loyal to quite a few brands. I'm loyal to Starbucks. I'm loyal to my Nikes. I'm loyal to Apple to a fault. I'll pay more money. I have to have the latest, the newest, the greatest whenever something comes out. And I also know that many of my friends who have Androids, they have features that I wish I had. They literally have features that I think are better than the features on my Apple phone. But I'm so brand loyal because Apple's done an amazing job of branding. Like, I don't know. It's like the packaging. I love the packaging. A friend was just here. She's got a new iPhone. I have a new iPhone. But I'm looking at her iPhone. I'm like, ooh, it's just a little bit bigger. Do I need this phone? Like, I don't know. Everything about Apple speaks to me. And that, my friends, is why they are also, what, a $2 trillion company. So let's talk about the five biggest mistakes small businesses make when it comes to branding. Mistake number one is forgetting that the vibe needs to dictate everything. So when you start to create a brand, you always want to begin with your avatar, like the person who you're trying to attract. Like we often start with ourselves and, you know, we're not that far off usually when we're thinking about our avatar. Our avatars, they usually are very much like ourselves, but you can't start with yourself. You have to start with the person who you're trying to attract, those lifers. And when you think about them, you have to ask yourself, what kind of vibe are they attracted to? And when you think about vibe, that means like everything. What colors represent that vibe? What do the fonts look like when you think about the vibe of that brand, right? So let's start with like Louboutin. They're very specific colors, very classy fonts, very specific timeless images, images that conjure up travel and luxury and sustainability. They give you a feeling like the vibe is rich, exclusive, exquisite. Okay, cool. So now for a moment, think about the same vibe that you get when you're looking at anything from Apple. It's sleek and modern and minimalist and ultra cool. And it feels like it's from the future. There's a vibe, even their font. It's like simple and minimalist. And now think about your favorite brand. All right. So whether that's a clothing company, whether it's Nike, Free People, Adidas, 
Target, like all of those major brands, they have a vibe. And the vibe is reflected in their colors. The vibe is reflected in the lighting that they put in their stores. It's reflected in the models that they put in their advertisements. It's reflected in the music. Like there's a vibe. So the first thing you want to come up with is the vibe. Think about the person who it is you're trying to attract and start with the vibe. The vibe needs to be reflected in everything that you do. Again, let's go back to Louboutin. If you imagine the Louboutin logo in kind of childlike chalk type font, it just wouldn't match. That doesn't match the vibe of that brand. So if you start with the vibe, it makes it so much easier to come up with the messaging for your brand, the colors, images, all of those things. Number two, the number two mistake that I see people making, and I hinted to it a little bit with number one, is that people start with themselves instead of thinking about their target avatar. So, and when we think about ourselves, we think about all the things that, that we like. Imagine if every decorator only decorated according to their taste. We have very specific tastes. Like there are colors that when you walk into a store, you're like, ooh, there's my favorite color pink. Or you like checkerboard or you like whatever it is. Like we have very distinct taste. You have a preference for fonts. You have a preference for images. You have a thought process when it comes to designing your Instagram page. Like you have very specific tastes. And those tastes are things that you have acquired and have become a part of you and they're part of your signature and you've probably been hanging on to them for a very long time. But they may not adequately represent the vibe that you need to embody in order to attract the kind of person who's attracted to that kind of vibe. I use the word vibe. And when I say vibe, I mean, like, what's the feeling? There are certain colors that give us a feeling. Like if you look at most fast food restaurants, they use a bright red or bright red and bright yellow. And, you know, maybe red is your favorite color. Maybe yellow is your favorite color. But as a vibe, is that the feeling you want to give people if you're trying to convey a very exclusive experience with your branding agency. I don't know if red and yellow scream exclusive, high-end, next-level consulting services. What is the feeling that you want to convey? Start with that. What is the feeling I want to convey? What is the feeling I want this brand to convey? Does this font convey that feeling, that vibe? Do these colors convey that feeling, that vibe? You know, if we just go with our own personal taste, you know what happens? You end up creating a logo even for your brand where you're like, that's really cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that grabs my attention. I like it. It's cool. It's the best one out of the 10 that this graphic artist submitted to me. But does it match the vibe? Does it give people the feeling that you're trying to convey when they think about your brand or experience your brand? The number three mistake that small businesses or new entrepreneurs make when it comes to branding is that they don't place enough significance on the importance of voice, the voice of your brand. Now, the voice of your brand means the language that you're using, the length of your sentences, the way that you punctuate your sentences, how you speak to your audience. Is your voice kind? Is it funny? Is it sympathetic? Is it carefree? Is it direct? And it goes without saying that the voice of your brand needs to reflect Again, that feeling, that vibe. So by way of example, the brand formerly known as 131 Method, which is now called Phase It Up, like even our name change 
is because we really honed in on what is the vibe we want to give her. One three one method sounds too scientific. And even though that brand initially, by the way, brands do evolve. And initially, when that brand launched, we missed the mark. It was too scientific. We were too heavy on the why. And we just assumed that our girl wanted to know the facts. She wanted to know the science behind why she's supposed to eat a certain way. And eventually, just from listening to our customers, we realized, you know, that's actually not who we're trying to attract. We're trying to attract someone who's looking for a little more forgiveness, who wants grace, who's tried a million different things. And she trusts us to do the scientific work. She doesn't need to feel like a scientist when she's going through the program. She wants to just change things up, like even the language of phase it up, like that sounds so much more fun and forgiving and lighthearted than one three one method. That's part of the reason why we came up with the name change. It is also why we've spent a lot of time and a lot of money perfecting our copywriting when it comes to phase it up. The language needs to sound much more colloquial, very girlfriend style, forgiving, uplifting, a little less sassy than we were with one three one. Like one three one, we were very much like, okay, here are the facts, take it or leave it. We didn't mince words. The voice of Phase It Up is like the voice of that super uplifting, going to make you feel great every time you talk to her kind of girlfriend in your life. So there are words that we do use, words that we don't use, and all of those things are outlined in a branding deck. So that's a documentation that we use collectively as a team. We also send that to any consultant that we're working with. If I've got someone writing email copy, we send them those guidelines so they have an idea of what words do we never want to use in our email copy or on our sales pages. The voice needs to match the vibe. And if they have this branding deck, it just makes it that much easier. The same is true of all of our brands, whether it's Phase It Up, Marketing Impact Academy, Build Your Tribe, The Shaleen Show. These are all individual brands. Our push journals, they're all very different brands, even though they're under the umbrella of Team Johnson, even though they're all brands that I've developed even businesses that I've sold in the past, they all have a little different vibe because while the customers may in many cases overlap, it's a very specific target audience that we're looking for with each individual brand. Think about it. You have downloaded podcasts before, I guarantee this, and you've heard the podcaster's voice and you've thought to yourself, I can't do this. I literally cannot listen to this guy's voice or this woman's voice. For me, ugh, I don't even want to imitate the voice that drives me freaking crazy. But I know it's a very popular voice. And I know it must appeal to a very large audience because I would say probably 70% of the young female entrepreneur type podcasts I listen to, they have this voice. It's very much a California voice. It's almost like Kardashians. It's like, okay, boss babes, how are you guys doing? I just need you to know, I'm really apologizing if that is your voice. It's awesome. It works for your vibe and your tribe. For me, the second I hear that voice, it's just like it makes my skin crawl. I can't handle it. It gives me a different feeling. And that feeling doesn't attract me. But I know that it does attract a fresh-faced, you know, 25 to 35-year-old new mompreneur, like that voice really works for her. She really relates to it and she resonates with it. And it's the feeling that she's looking for. It feels comfortable. It feels familiar. It feels like her girlfriend. And for me, it doesn't. 
I have more business and life experience than the avatar who they are seeking to reach. And the voice is what attracts your lifer, the avatar, who when they hear the voice, whether it's like literally hearing your voice in either video or on a podcast, or it's hearing your voice because you have found a way to capture your voice in the copy of your emails, that voice either makes people feel welcomed, like I've talked to this person before, they know me. You know that someone has really zoned in on their avatar, their lifer. When you get one of those emails and you're like, you can't stop reading it, or you think to yourself, wait a second, is this a personal email? Like, were they emailing me? I love it when that happens. I love it when we get replies back and people think I've literally sent them personally an email. Then I'm like, okay, cool. We nailed it. This feels like I'm talking to someone I know. And voice is something that takes time. You're going to get it. Pay attention to it because it really matters. Hey, real quick, allow me to interrupt to tell you about our five-day growth boot camp. That's right, the super successful Instagram bootcamp that we ran a few months ago is back with another round of growth coming your way. That's right, we're gonna teach you everything you need to know about Instagram to grow your following, increase your engagement, and start attracting followers who you can turn into customers. If you want to join the waitlist to make sure that you are first to know and that you are able to get your spot in the bootcamp before it fills up, visit 5daygrowth.com. Again, that's 5daygrowth.com. And there's also a link in the description of this episode. Anyways, back to the episode. The number four mistake that new entrepreneurs make when it comes to branding is that they carry their logos and their colors too far. <laughs> it's on everything. And most importantly, they carry it over to Instagram. Now, I know this may surprise you. It is really important that that vibe and that feeling is conveyed, but not in terms of your colors and your logos on Instagram to the point where you're overdoing it. Now, here's what I mean by this, and this could all change next year, but in terms of trends right now, 2020, 2021, you want to make sure that your Instagram, whenever something pops up, it feels fresh and exciting and new. If every single time you post, you're putting your logo in the corner, or you're always putting this like blue border around every single one of your photos because that's your brand colors. Now, every time that pops up on my feed, I just think it's the same thing. It starts to look the same. And when things start to look the same, we don't tap on them. We don't read them. We don't like them. We don't watch them. And then what happens is you think that you've been shadow banned because you're like, what's going on? I am not getting half the reach I was getting before. Well, do yourself a favor. Open up your Instagram feed or your Facebook feed. And ask yourself if many of the posts look the same. Are you doing the same pose? Are you putting the same filters, presets, or colors, or washes on all of your photos? So much so that, wow, it's this beautiful branded page, but it all looks the freaking same. Now do yourself a favor and take a look at some new influencers, people who have grown to like 100,000 quickly, like overnight. Take a look at their accounts and you'll see that their content doesn't have that very predictable formulaic grid that's happening where they're like, okay, I'm going to do a photo and then a text update or whatever you call it, like, you know, fonts, graphics, whatever you want to call it. That was working and it worked really well all, all the way up until about 2018. 
And then it just got very predictable. And what happens is when we are scrolling our feed and something looks the same as what we have seen that same account post before, we think to ourselves, I'm busy. You know, this is true. You think to yourself, I'm busy. Oh, that's from so-and-so. And you just, you go past it very quickly. It's not going to grab your attention. It doesn't look like, what the heck is this? This is something different. No, it looks the same. It's so on brand that it doesn't grab your attention. So this is a mistake that many people are making right now in social media is their content is way too branded. And I hope that this doesn't hurt your feelings. I hope that it frees you and you're like, oh, thank God, it takes so much time to add my logo to everything or to predict, you know, I've got to do an all white post with just words on it and then two black and white photos and then another post that's just all words and black and white. Like, I hope it frees you from letting go of that grid. Don't worry about the aesthetic of your profile page. Worry about stopping the scroll and anything that's overly branded is not going to stop the scroll. I do want you to carry your logos and colors, you know, into other places, but not in social so much. All right. And number five, this is an important one, is new entrepreneurs fail to realize the importance of letting your brand evolve. You got to update I know you may have spent a fortune or had somebody design a beautiful website for you or logo or the art for your podcast, whatever it is, whatever branding you've done. And trust me, I can tell you, I know how painful this is. We spent literally hundreds of thousands of dollars branding the 131 method. We have cutting boards and giant artwork that's in our storage unit. I guess we can throw it away now. We have journals and websites. And I can't even tell you how many things, like I said, hundreds of thousands of dollars that we spent branding one through one method until we realized it needs an update. And I got to tell you, I know I've hinted about this a couple of times, phase it up is freaking killing it. And there were so many times we were like a week away, a month away from closing it down, shutting it down, just going, okay, this thing is bleeding us dry. What is wrong? Like, why is this not landing? People are getting amazing results, but why are we having such a tough time getting new customers? And we just kept going back to the drawing board and back to the drawing board. And one of the last decisions we had to make was like, okay, it is time to update all of the branding. And that includes a name change. That includes a very expensive process of doing new trademarks, securing all the website names around Phase It Up, changing all of our web assets. It's astronomical how expensive it is and how overwhelming that decision was, but we knew that the brand itself had transformed and it had updated, so we needed to update the whole vibe all the way down to the name. So is it time to update your brand? What is the feeling people get when they look at your logo? Is it current? Is it up to date? And if you look at the evolution of the Apple logo over the last 25 years, it's very subtle, but it's updated. If you look at the evolution of Nike, even Starbucks, their branding has been updated. It still matches the same vibe, but it's current. It fits today. It doesn't feel like it's from 2015. It doesn't feel like it's from 2018. It feels like it's very current. So 
take a look at what's going on with your branding. Is it time for an update? If so, I strongly encourage you to consider doing that. Consider updating your branding. And the best way to do this, if you are not a designer, if you are not a branding expert, it is to do your research and find yourself a great branding expert. This is something we do inside the Marketing Impact Academy. If you are already a member, I would highly recommend that you go and watch some of the latest training from our branding experts that are inside the program. And I don't say that as a plug. I say that as a reminder because I know many of you who listen are also MIA members. So get inside there. We've just a ton of it this month. In fact, we give you that branding deck, the branding deck that I spoke about that we use. It's there for you inside your academy. My students, I love you. Don't forget it's in there though. And for those of you who are waiting for MIA to open again, we're not open at the moment, but get on the waiting list. It's marketingimpactacademy.com. But for those of you who are not, and you're wondering, okay, how do I do this myself? It's one of those areas like, I mean, you know if you have a knack for it or not. If you don't, spend the money. I'm telling you, it'll be the best money you've ever spent. We've had some pretty great branding experts on the podcast. I'm going to bring you a few more too planned here in the next month or so. So be sure to make sure you're subscribed. Hey, and do me a favor. If you haven't already, it would mean the world if you took just a moment to write us a review for Build Your Tribe. If it's an episode Brock's done recently, cool. Let him know which one it was or one that I've done. I love it also when you guys, you know, say both of us. That's cool. We're not competitive or anything. I just want to tell you, I I really do appreciate it. I know it takes a couple seconds. So whatever platform you're listening to, please head on over to Apple and leave us a review there on the Apple Podcast app. All right, guys, I love you. And it is my objective here to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. We are done.